What's going on, music producers and future music producers? This is your host of the Producers Podcast, David Fury. What's going on out there? I want to talk about the producer community and why this market and this business that we all decided to get into is its really disheartening of his late. And this is why. For one, the market's really oversaturated and there's been producers that all the main artists work with constantly. Some producers get a crack at main artists and about 6 million percent don't. And the reason why is because every artist that teaches themselves how to record themselves. I'm talking when I when I talk about artists and producers, I don't talk just about hip hop. I mean in general. In this day and age if you if you're a songwriter and you write songs on acoustic guitar and you put your ideas down say you know you want to do an album like you you want to be like Neil Young, right? If anybody is out there that is old enough to know who Neil Young is, uh, you know who he is. He's fantastic. If you do not, check him out. Very inspirational. You might not like his music, but you understand why I mentioned him. Because he does everything himself. And then if he goes on tour, it feels like having a full band. He hires a full band and pays them. If he doesn't, it's him and his guitar. So we, we'll, let's use him as a modern day um Example, say you're like a Neil Young. You know, we all know rappers can do this in their house. A lot of no one ever touches on a subject that rock and roll, um, R&B, because it's technically not rap, soul, country, especially country. All these artists write their music with a guitar and with a piece of paper and or a piano. You know, someone like Alicia Keys. You know, we, we can even stretch it out to someone like her. Uh, someone like Billy Joel. He doesn't need a, a band, right? And the, the direction I'm going is this. Anybody that, in this day and age, that is this type of artist, a solo act, other than rap, they don't always want to drive to the studio. They might own the studio. They always don't want to drive there. They want to stay at home. So they learn how to use recording software. And there you go. Now they do their album. They record it. They do the vocals. They go in. They play with the mix a little bit. But then they bring it to a professional engineer. And they put their spin on it, they put it out. Then they sit back and go, hmm, well, I know a lot of people in this industry. I can just invite them over and record them. And that's how it it gets oversaturated is anybody that learns how to use a DAW, even for fun, someone can, someone doing beats or, or doing instrumental anything doing instrumental anything 
can, for fun, can just literally just say, hey, you know what? I'm going to start a YouTube channel. Here's my music. I don't care if you, if you rip it. Go ahead and rip it and use it in something because this is literally just my hobby. But they are a producer because they sat down for that two to three hours. They arranged that song or quicker. Depends on how good they are or how good they know their software. They arranged that song. They put the video together, but they want people to hear it. Not in hopes of being signed, not in hopes of being commercial and TV. Just here it is. So you got a lot of free music on YouTube. And you got some people that just write songs constantly. Beats, hip-hop, R&B, you name it. And they advertise it as royalty-free as long as you pay them 2 to $15. I can say that's like the highest I've ever seen it. $2 to $15 for a Creative Commons license. And they're basically saying, hey, I'm not trying to get rich off this. But if you're going to get rich off this, at least you can pay me 2 bucks for the right to use the song. Or $15 for the rights to use this song. And I'll send it to you personally email me here or you can just rip it right off YouTube and convert it but you need to get a hold of me because if it pops up somewhere and I hear it I'm going to own your house basically in a nice way but they are not set out to do that like they're not they didn't set out to say hey you know what I'm going to put a hundred thousand pieces of music on YouTube and say if you want to use this in your project pay me two bucks and then sit back and try and make a limited off it it's just something they do in their spare time but they are a producer see everyone has this idea in their head that if you do not have a major placement or you don't know somebody or you're not working with artists even for free you're not a producer let me break it down to you simple fucking idiots and this is where my rant comes in because I of lately, I'm getting sick and tired of other producers knocking other producers for the simple fact that they haven't done anything notable. And the fun can funny, the fucking funny thing is the producers that are knocking the other producers on their Twitter or some, it'll say, produce this for Meek Mill, right? But if, if you actually go to the fucking any one of Meek Mill's records or any one of Soldier Boy's records or anybody that they're claiming to work with. Let's get two things clear. They're not credited. So, that's number one. You're lying. Straight up. If you're not, some, some, some you can DM me on Twitter at David Fiore 4 D-A-V-I-D F like Frank I-O-R-I Four, as in the number, DM me the contract so I can see how bad you fucked up. Because here's the part two to it. If you actually wrote a song for Soldier Boy, Meek Mill, Future, fuck, dude, I've seen so many credit lists, it's ridiculous. And I, and I don't care about followers. I mean, you could have six followers and still write for people like that. But if you are, are on them albums you are not on Twitter let me let me say this again you are not on Twitter every day buy one beat get a beat free you know why because if you did a song with Meek Mill if you did a song with Soldier Boy if you did a song with Future if you did a song with Kendrick 
Them four right there. And I've seen these four. That's why I'm using these four. I've seen these four in people's credited tags on Twitter and Instagram. I got a song placement with them. One of them alone would make you rich. All four. I'm not saying you wouldn't be on Twitter, but you wouldn't be, and I'm going to say it, fucking begging. And here's the hilarious part, too. I call a bunch of them out. I've literally called them out. My friend posted something on Twitter and said, you know, he knows. um, He's a really cool dude. He sells a lot of beats, but he, he does good business. He don't give a shit about about getting that huge, um, you know, killer placement. He just wants to sell, you know, 10 beats a month. That's that's his goal. Ten, he's, he's got over a thousand beats on his website. And if you go to Twitter and you go to uh, Genetic Beats... If you go to mine and click in uh, GY, it'll come up blue symbol. I don't have his information in front of me or I would straight up tell you it. But if you, if you just go into my my Twitter, if, if you are listening to it, and you start going to look for the people that follow me and I follow, I don't have a lot of them, just start typing in GY and you'll see genetic beats. And go look at his website. He has literally got like 18 categories, and it's not a BeatStars bullshit either. He actually owns his own .com. He has over 2,000, right? He told me one time, he advertises 900, but he's got 2,000 beats of all genres. Like, you could you could wake up one day and say, you know what? I want to I want to make a scary fucking movie. I need some freaky shit. Go to his website, he's got it. But he does that Lease one, I'll give you one. Lease three, I'll give you three. And his leases are like twenty five dollars, fifteen to fifteen to twenty five dollars for the MP three. But some like you know, so many of this or whatever. I don't lease beats, so I don't know exactly how leases go. And I used to know them inside out when I was like, fuck this, I ain't leasing shit. If you want to fucking beat, you can mix and you can master it. I'll give you the stems. You can eight, get 18 beats out of it. Just give me 60 fucking dollars. I don't care. That's how I get down. But going back to my point, me and him were talking. I said, I said, watch near the end of the month. And if you literally go on Twitter right now and look at all the producers that are claimed to work with like all these fucking people, like literally, like they've claimed to work with Kendrick Lamar. If you're on any part of that dude's album, you're rich. Because you are you're accredited as a producer, not only on the song, but if you if you did your fucking contract right, you're accredited as a producer on that whole album. So if the album goes like his shit just goes straight diamond. If you don't know what that is, that's like five times fucking platinum. Even if you did a shitty deal, you're getting six to seven hundred grand. Right? So, stop bullshitting out there. But I, I, I told my friend, I said, look, all these fucking producers are all hot shit. But about one week away from rent time, wait till you see all the fucking deals. There one, one producer had claimed to work with like 10, 10 people. As many things as Twitter will let you put on your head tagline, 
they got it filled up with all like name brands. You know what I'm saying? Like everybody. Literally everybody. These mother this motherfucker right now is doing $35 lease, one beat, get four free. I thought you I thought you just worked with 18 fucking people just that topped every one of them are in the top 100 or top 10 on every billboard chart. What the fuck are you doing begging people, right? So if you ain't doing it, don't say you're doing it. You know, I understand I understand creative marketing. I'm not ignorant. I understand if you create a sense of urgency, because I do from time to time. I'm not even gonna bullshit. I'm super busy. I'm not making a lot of money, but I'm super busy because I I don't work. I should say, I have the privilege of writing for music libraries that say, "Hey, write us a bunch of shit for free. We ain't gonna pay you, but you can use this as a credit. And if something gets picked up, then you will make an ass ton of money." And I go, "Okay." And they send me so much shit, my eyes want to pop out of my fucking head. I am working with an R&B artist. That's Unknown at this point, he is very talented, and I sent him 13, 13 songs. I won't even call them beats because R and B is more song oriented, uh, real drums stuff like that. And he's me and him are working on a project for a music library together. With four of the or I sent him fourteen songs, with four of the songs, then the other ten songs were ten songs I sent him. He's going to do vocals over everything like that. And maybe sometime in April, he's going to release his album. He goes by Love Jones on Twitter and on Reverb Nation. He's super cool, dude. I'm working with him. I got credits for Marvel. Um, if you fucking see what Marvel pays, if you could tell by the way I talk, I wouldn't even enter. T- I don't give a shit about names. That's the thing. I've never been associated with name brands. Like, all my friends had Jordans growing up. I'm from New York. I was like, why the fuck am I going to spend $150 on that shit when I can literally go to, like, Foot Locker and for 150 bucks get six pair of Adidas shell tops? And then, like, two years later, Adidas were everywhere. I was already rocking that shit. So I don't get caught up with that. I got credits for Marvel... I got credits for independent films uh, on Netflix. My music is in that shit. I got checks for that. They paid really well. I didn't blow through the money. I don't gamble. I don't drink. I ain't gonna say I don't. I, I don't do drugs, but anything that grows out the out the ground, in my opinion, is not a drug. I will I will say that. And I actually work a full time job at night because I don't sleep at night. So. I work a full-time job at night. I get out of work in the morning. I write because I'm not a millionaire off of Netflix and Marvel. Uh, tell you that right now. I got a good chunk of change. But if I sat back and got relaxed, and I talked about this in my earlier shit, if you get super relaxed, what happens? You're going to have to go back to work at some point. Now, <clears throat> the point in my career that I am at, I can say this with a lot of confidence. In a few more months, I won't. I will not have to go to work because I'll be making a hundred dollars to two hundred dollars more a month than I'm making now, and I make a lot of money of what I do. I make a lot of money on the side 
doing the music, but it comes in spurts. It's like, hey, we want all paid stuff. We want all kinds of stuff right now. And then after that, you're like, cool. At first, you're like, how come they're not calling me back for more work? Because that project is over. And they're trying to find funding for a new project. And when they find funding for a new project, if they like you and if you work good and you do everything they ask you, they will call you back. But you got to remember, you're not the only writer that they know. So with that being said, the music business I found up is hurry up, I need it right now, then wait. So hurry up and wait. So I do work 9 at night to 5 in the morning at a job I make a lot of money at. But at this point in my career, uh, I'm going to start doing short films. And I do, I'm getting a lot of interest in doing corporate background music for seminars and uh, videos for their uh, website, stuff like that. And then if Marvel calls or if anybody wants anything, like I don't ever turn a job down. Just because I got a Marvel credit doesn't mean that, like I throw ads on Craigslist. I don't lie about who I am and you're going to find this out. So that's why I wish more people would listen to this because you could benefit from my experience. All the people that I see lying about what they do or what they're writing, when it comes time to do what they say they can do, they cannot deliver because they're lying. They have no fucking clue how to write anything for a movie. They don't understand that in a car commercial, in my in my DAW or my DAW, I have the option to set it up in real time because I do a lot of movie shit. So, my beats per minute are are backwards than normal beats per minute. Like 120 beats per minute on my recording software that I use is fast. 20 beats per minute is real slow. It's it's real it's it's reverse, but it's in real time. And this is why. Because you got people out there say, oh, I can score a movie. Or I can do a commercial. And then they get to the call, and they have, nothing, they have no fucking clue about sound design. To get the sounds that they want. And you can search the internet all you want. You can't find stock without... You can find the sounds, but you can't find them by themselves. And they run into that fucking problem. Then they run into the problem of they miss a they miss the deadline. Then they run into the problem and now they just they get blackballed, right? So what they need to understand is they need to do test recording. If you're gonna say you're gonna if if I say hey I produce hip hop beats and I'm doing beats right in my spare time, but I'm more of a movie guy. If someone calls me up and says hey or DMs me or whatever, how they they really get the fuck hold of me? And say, hey, can I hear some of your beats? I can say, yeah, here you go. At least I got some, even if they suck, if they're tor- ter- like horrible, they can say, well, yeah, like, you know, he advertises, he does beats, he does beats. Not what I'm looking for. He needs a little bit more work. But with some more work, he'll be knocking it out the park. Now, if you get a hold of somebody that says they do movies, but they're putting out beats left and right, their beats might be fire. But someone gets a hold of them, an independent person says, hey, I'll give you the credit, I'll give you a copy of the, of the movie. It's a six-minute movie. 
I, I need something kind of dark. I'm going to send you the clips, put music to it. Now, it sounds real easy. Like, even for a beat maker, it sounds super easy. Like, fuck, six minutes? In essence, a trailer or an independent or a short movie. I call them short films, and there is actually a, an academy for short films. You can Google it. It's super cool. But it's actually, it is what it says it is. It's not a video. It's a film. Like, it has a plot. It has a twist. But everything in six minutes, right? So they don't understand that when the person walks into the room, it can't be like normal 120 beats a minute, which is medium pace. Not, I'm not, now we're not talking about my software. We're talking about normal software. And then when, if, they, if someone comes in and scares them or if there's a chilling phone call or someone's under the bed, the fucking music can't just stay monotone like dicka, 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 dicka. It's, it goes up and down. It changes pace. It does this or whatever. Or someone calls them and says, hey, I'm doing a low-budget commercial for a car. I want, I, want to, I want to showcase this car for my car dealership. It goes around. I'm, I'm going to send you the video. This is how it goes. It starts out at like 7 miles an hour. Gets up to about 120 miles an hour. Goes around a curve. Then we use a green screen. A tree falls in front of it. It stops on a dime. Go. They don't understand that. Now I'm going to use my software reference. It's the only way I know how. They don't understand sound design. They don't understand that a, a movie and a commercial is the same. So the car starts off, right? So I'm at about 22 beats per minute. Uh, for me, that's slow. For everyone else, that's like super... It's, it's going a million miles an hour. But my software, it's slow. So I'm at about 22 beats per minute. As it goes up, my beats per minute go up. Now, once we get to 100, and, if the car is doing 140 miles an hour or 100 miles an hour, I'm at like about 145 beats per minute. Now, when it goes around the curve, he's got a downshift. So you knock about 45 beats, you're about 100 beats per minute. Then, when he comes back up around the curve, he's going up the hill a little bit, knock about another 20 beats off. Now, you're about 80 beats per minute, right? When he gets to the top, and he swings around the corner. He punches it. You're at 200 beats per minute because he's cooking. And then, the, and then the, the tree falls, like they say, and you get to see it. And he stops on a dime. And the music just, it's a big, nice stab. Boom. Cuts off, right? They have no fucking clue that's how it's supposed to go. So you know what they do? They send in, because they lied... On a regular software, you can use any software, and I'm just saying a regular software, I'm using this for anyone that listens, if you use Ableton or if you use whatever, uh, Logic Pro or Pro Tools, 100, or 100 beats per minute is medium, 40 beats per minute is a million miles an hour, right? 220 beats per minute is like super crawling, 300 beats per minute, the kick's like boom. Then you hear the drum snap. Hit the hit the snare. Pop. And then you don't hear nothing. Then you hear boom. Then you don't hear nothing for like a minute. You hear pop. On my software, 
you 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 go 200 beats a minute you hear boom pop boom pop boom pop boom pop boom pop like that so don't lie be who you are and stop bullshitting. Anybody can be a producer nowadays. The market's oversaturated. We don't need to have be oversaturated with fucking liars. I hate that shit. I'm going to stop calling this a podcast and call it what it is. The producer community's rant. Because the shit's annoying as fuck. And then here's the other thing. You go on fucking Twitter or any social media outlet. And... Everybody that follows you does what you do. Don't you think that all the rappers and country stars and up-and-coming metalheads, everybody, would follow the producers? The producers would follow the artists? No, the artists follow the fucking artists. And the producers follow the producers. Now, I'm not against that. I'm all for community. But out of fucking 300 followers that I got, because I don't like to... I don't follow bots. And I block bots. Them, and if you don't know what a bot is, it's the person that says, I'll promote your music. Fuck you, I promote, I promote my own fucking channel uh, for free. I know what I'm doing. So, that's another thing, too. Uh, these people are so arrogant. You, you, they think they're somebody. They got 16.5 thousand followers that they paid for, and they're following 20. But then you got actually some real artist with the badge next to their name. They got like 1.6 million followers. They're following 600. Dude. Seriously? I don't give a fuck what you're, if you want your wall clean or not. Them followers are your fans. Them fans are paying your fucking bills. You piece of shit. If you got 6 million followers, you should be following 6 million fucking people. Straight up. Who gives a shit if, if, if you can't see what you posted? Put your alerts on for your other friends that if you want to see the shit they posted. But that shit annoys the fuck out of me. It literally annoys the shit out of me. That's about it. That's my rant. Don't be fake. If you say you're doing something, at least practice it on the side. If you really got credits, then you shouldn't be begging for shit. If you really got credits for something that's halfway decent and you still need to work, take your ass to fucking work. Because nobody's calling anytime soon. If you really know this business, it's hurry up and fucking wait. So while you're waiting and trying to generate business, I understand branding. I do it more than, than anything. Just because I work at night doesn't mean that I fucking sleep 19 hours in the daytime. I get out of work and do all my branding. I get out of work and do all the music. I got to work and fucking do all my social media. I got to work and work on my website that's coming back out because I want to bring it down, clean it up, and put it back out. I talk to people. I deal with artists. And I'm, I'm not saying, oh, like artists. Everybody's an artist, man. If someone gets a hold of you off Craigslist, if you put an ad on Craigslist, like, look at, I'm looking to work with artists within a reasonable budget. I'm open to offers. This is what I do. I can do everything but mix and mastering, but I got a homeboy to mix and master our shit. As long as we give him credit, come at me with some cash. We'll see what we can do. If someone calls you up with $110 and wants to put out a 10-song EP, take the $110, write fucking 10 beats, have your own homeboy mix and master it, and then give it back to him with your credits all over it, 
Pump the shit all over the social media and have them put it all on DistroKid or or CD Baby, which are too good to do a fucking album for 110 bucks. You ain't doing nothing else but telling people how big of a baller you are when half your jewelry's fake. So that's my rant. But here's the takeaways from my rant. Straight up, no bullshit. Be original. Be yourself. Do not lie. Do not turn down work. If you're saying you're doing something, well then practice it. So if you do get that call, if it isn't really good, at least they know that you are doing it. And if it's a major production, most likely they're not going to want to even have you give them anything, even a demo. But they're going to know somebody starting out that you're on par with. And they're going to call you straight up like, yo, you know what? I didn't use your gig for my Netflix or even for my local independent stuff. But I got somebody is like, I think you guys will work well together in this day and age of email and, and Skype and FaceTime. I think you guys want to knock it out of the park. He's got a couple hundred bucks. You're actually pretty good at it. He can't afford a $2,000 producer right now and you guys could grow together. That's what happens when you tell the truth. Them are the results you get. You get hey, can you write this? Or do you write something like this? Because you advertise that you do. Yeah. How good are you? We'll let you be the judge. You send it to them and, and people are not rude. 99.9% of the people are not going to call you up and go, yo, man. I mean, you do advertise it. You do do it. But you just suck ass. Like, and hang up. That's not how it works. They say, you know what? It's not what I'm looking for. Translate. Not really that good at this point. Keep working at it. But if I know somebody that needs an up-and-comer, I'll hit you for that. But you know what? I'll take three three of the other things you do. So let's use an example. He gives you that spiel for commercial music. But you're a full-time beat maker. And he's got to have some something promo. He's like, yo, I like three of these beats for the promo. Yo, you think you could change it for me? I don't know nothing about beat making. I'm a filmmaker. Yeah, what do you want me to change him to? Make him more dark. Okay. That's his, that's his trailers. His little bitty trailers. You know what I'm saying? So, you you actually potentially get beat sales if you're if you're not a film writer. If you're a film writer advertising you do beats, or you're a commercial writer advertising you do beats, or you do short films, and someone gets a hold of you, they might not want your beats, but they might say, "Hey, you know what? This one joint you sent me, I probably could use some of it for an intro on my album. You think you could make it a little bit more brighter and happier?" If they're an R&B. If they're a trap, they're going to say, you know what? This is perfect for my outro on my album. Where I'm thanking everybody. What you want for that? And then you get a sale that way. And then long run, in the very, very long run, and the very, very future, there's two connections. That's one connection you made on either level or either scenario I gave you. That potentially will call you back and say, you know what? I got somebody on your level of beat making that has a few bucks. Will you work with them? Absolutely. Or, yo, I got someone that's on your level 
of filmmaking or commercial backing music, I know it's been about six months, you probably got better, would you consider work with them? Dude, that's an absolute yes in both scenarios. Because anybody that says they're writing music full time, now I'm, and I say that, write music. I don't care if you use loops, you use whatever, sound packs, whatever. You got to arrange that shit. The melody's got to come into your head. I don't care if you're a filmmaker and you and you buy stock um, construction kits that are all labeled 150 beats per minute. And you, this part one, part two, and you put it together like a jigsaw puzzle. You still, or you, people always add their own stuff to it. You always transpose stuff. No one ever buys a construction kit and puts it together the way it's built. So you do write music, and that's a perfect good way to learn how to get your music going. In the beginning, is I'm, I encourage you to buy a construction kit. Because at first, you can't afford to go and buy MIDI boards and all that other stuff. So buy sound packs, buy construction kits. Use stock sounds. Do not... And I'm going to say this too. And I don't give a shit if some of these people try and get me for defamation or whatever. It's the truth. It's all over the place. Do not, in any circumstance, use fucking splice. Use waves. Splice people. And I'm not going to say everybody in their company. They're cleaning it up. They got more lawsuits... For stealing people's... I wouldn't even say stealing. They go on the internet... And... They go to a royalty-free place like... Uh, Looper Man. It's like... Actually like Looper Man. Right? The reason I notice is because I use it. When I'm in a bind... And I'm and I'm blocked. And I need a loop for something. I use Looper Man. Well, it's free... It's 100% free. And there's really good loops on there. I'm not talking like full bass drum loop for like a minute and a half. I'm talking about like 39 seconds of like a crazy weird sound or or 29 seconds of bass and drum that you can take and re-loop. Right? So that's what they do. And they got every genre. They got everything. And there's all they want you to do is sign up, tell people about it. And if and the people that donate the music, because it's actual people's accounts, they donate the music, and they and what they say is, hey, if you're going to use this in your project, I would appreciate it if you credit me. Now they're giving it away. You don't have to credit them, but they're saying I would appreciate it if you would. Now you don't have to, and they don't care if you do honestly. But here's the thing. People like Splice go on the site and download like hundreds and hundreds and hundreds. Maybe one of their workers or something, and they ain't telling nobody. They're saying, yo, I got to hook up on sounds. Let's, let's upload a bunch of this shit. Well, what they're doing is they're taking all these sounds off free sites like this one I'm talking about. And they're putting them into Splice and selling them. And these companies are going through and going through like their hip-hop department saying, this is our sound. And they're going to suit up the ass. Like, do not use Splice at all. And I'm not, that's not from a hate perspective. When Splice first came out, that was just shit. But if you, if you potentially do not want to get sued, 
do not use spice. That's all I'm saying. You can use it. I have nothing against the company. Like I said, if they would clean their shit up, I would be super, super happy because they got a great, great, great arsenal. But lately, their arsenal is other people's shit. That is free. So why are they selling it? Like, that's the, that's everybody's thing. I'm at work, so hold on a second. I'm doing paperwork. So here's the, is the issues I'm writing. So here's the takeaways. Once again. Mm. Let me finish up this paperwork real quick. But here's the takeaways. If you're saying you're doing something, at least practice it. If anybody offers you work, I don't give a shit what level you're on. You're not too good. Take it. Help somebody out if you're in a position to help somebody out. If you need help, then that's perfect time to do it. And don't be a dick. Be nice to other producers in your community. If someone gets a hold of you and says, hey, man, I'm bored because no one's buying shit. How about you? And you're like, you know what? I'm writing all kinds of shit for libraries that I probably won't see any money for about a year and a year and a half for two to three fucking years. What do you want? Your answer should be, you know what? I can fit it in. What do you want to do? I want to do a you, you're real good at doing movies and do beats part-time, right? And I go, yeah. They go, well, I'm dope at doing beats. I'd be like, I don't even say, I don't say, let me hear your shit. I say, okay, what do you want to do? They say, let's do like a a cinematic beat. Like where you use your sounds and I use some hip-hop type shit, maybe some R&B. We just make a, we make a gumbo beat and just throw it out there. Yeah, fuck it. Why not? Dude, you throw that shit out there, someone might hear that and go, holy fuck, that's like a whole new sound. Who are these people? Right? Or someone might hear it and say, that shit's totally whack. What were they thinking? Or someone might hear it and go, that's really whack, but kind of fucking cool at the same time. We need to use this. But you'll never know. So if someone gets a hold of you and says, hey, man, I'm bored. You want to collab? Don't say, yeah, for $35. I mean, for $35. But what the fuck are you done? You retard? Yeah, I know I'm not being politically correct. But that's what I fucking feel like saying. Would I actually say that? No. I wouldn't say that. It's rude. It's disrespectful. But I would say, no, you fucking asshole. That's what I would say. So that's the data story from the producer's rant. That's I'm going to rename the show. No bullshit. For all you up and coming producers, you need to listen to my rants because my rants have an underlying message, and the message is, don't be a dick. And every if you notice, I do like a rant, and then I do something that's really good content. Then I do a rant, then I do something that's really good content. Then I do a rant, I do something that's really good content. My next rant cast called that. That's actually pretty cool. You guys heard it first right here. I'm trademarking it, TMing it. 
No bullshit. I'm going to change the name of all my episodes. <clears throat> David Fury's Producers Rant Cast. That's what's it called from now on out. Now on out. Like, that made fucking sense, right? Yeah. From here on out. So, my next one I'm going to do is how to start a website for $15 a month through Wix. And I'm going to bring you kind of step by step. I'm going to have to break it up to like three episodes. But it's going to, I'm going to show you how to, I'm going to tell you and give you the visuals and hopefully you have a pen and paper ready. Because if you write down exactly what I'm going to tell you that I wrote down, you'll be able to create a BeatStars type account for $14 for the for the website and the free domain with no ads. Then throw another $19 on top of it that you build it yourself at your own pace that you can do e-commerce and you can basically have like a BeatStars, you upload your own music to it so you own your .com. So my next thing is going to be how to own your .com on a budget. So peace out. Thanks for listening to David Fiore's Producers Rantcast. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for taking notes. See you in a week.